powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on uh, Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Drew Estate Studios in California. It's episode 267 of the Primetime Show. Tonight, we welcome back Jason Wood of Miami Cigar and Company as our special guest. And as always, the Primetime Show is sponsored by Saga Cigars. De Los Reyes introduced another chapter of the saga, the Saga Celeste. Celeste is a Spanish word that means leisure after work in the spirit of the standing ideal of owning your own journey and making your own saga. Saga Celeste is the perfect companion to enrich those moments of choice, making them truly yours. The Saga Celeste carries a blend of Criollo Olor and Peloto Cubano wrapped in a selected Ecuador Shea Claro wrapper that generously delivers with elegance a surprisingly rich and balanced smoke. It's available in three sizes at an affordable price. Be sure to ask your retailer for Saga Celeste. And by Perdomo Cigars, awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal. The Perdomo 20th anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend requires tobacco has been carefully hand-selected and a well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sungrown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigar is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double H 12-Year Vintage, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary, the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Line, Perdomo Albano Bourbon Barrel-Aged, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Menso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And by Cavalier of Geneva Cigars. Cavalier Cigars, smoke gold and stay gold. Join the inner circle and follow Cavalier Cigars on, on their Instagram page at Cavalier underscore cigars and on their Facebook page at Cavalier Geneva Cigars. That's Geneve, G-E-N-E-V-E. Visit your local tobacconist, and you can join the movement that is Cavalier Cigars. They're consistently regarded highly by cigar lovers everywhere, as well as high industries by the cigar industry press. And if you follow them on their Instagram page, again, at Cavalier underscore cigars, they'll do some very unique giveaways throughout the whole year. Cavalier Cigars, smoke gold, stay gold. And finally, by Drew Estate. Dark, bold, and unapologetic. Black and Cigars M81 by Drew Estate is an intense journey into the uncharted, deepest, and darkest, and heaviest depths of Maduro tobacco. A masterpiece collaboration between Metallica's James Hetfield, Sweet Amber Distilling's Rob Dietrich, and Drew Estate's Jonathan Drew, the all-Maduro Black and Cigars M81 by Drew Estate is rich and powerful, but beautifully balanced, offering tantalizing notes of leather, chocolate, and espresso that's perfect for life celebrations and times of reflection. You can find them at your Drew Diplomat retailer. And of course, remember all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Shows, as well as the California Studios for the Primetime Show, sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime, episode 267. Today is Thursday, May 11th, 2023. Will Cooper here. I am on the black stage here in the Perdomo Cigar Studios. Aaron Loomis uh, will be joining us mid-show. He is, uh, I think he's arguing with umpires again. So uh, so we'll get a report uh, if he is, uh, if he you get tossed from a game or not, but we'll find that out. But uh, anyway, uh, it's great to be here tonight. Um, 
we're two months out from the Premium Cigar Association trade show. Um, so time is just really passing through. And uh, I can't believe when I said today, May 11th, it just rolled right off my tongue. Um, but I'm really excited tonight. Uh, got a good friend of the show. I, I always enjoy talking to this guy. He's always been great to us uh, over the years. And I'm really pleased to have him as our special guest tonight. He comes from Miami Cigar and Company. He's the one and only Jason Wood of Miami Cigar and Company. Jason, welcome back to Prime Time. What's going on, Coop? How we doing? What? Doing good. How about you, man? Can't complain. Life is good. I mean, life is good. Yeah, life is, I mean, we were just talking in the green room before the show, and we were. I I was in Miami, and we were both at the race, and. We just didn't see. I feel bad we didn't see each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got to be the last time you come to Miami. You don't give us a call. No, no. You know what the problem is? You know what the problem is? I when I come into Miami most of the time, it's on the weekends, right? So uh -huh. that's the tough part. Is um, you know, I usually like to drive by an office or something, and or just invite myself over to an office, right? But right, you know, right. it's but yeah, it's a it's tough weekend. People have up. Yeah, no, but I mean, uh, it must have been a. Uh, must have been pretty cool being at the race this weekend. I know you said you were out there on Sunday. I was out there all weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool to be out there. It was the first time I went to I've been to a race, so it right. was nice to see that experience and just right. uh go out there with a lot of people from our office and just have a nice yeah. like uh, day out with the with our team. Which yeah, the Nestor the Nestor go. Yeah, yeah. He was oh, he must have loved well. it. Right. Yeah. He loved so, it. so he, so you guys had the limo come in, right? I can see how this went, right? The no limo, limo just just a helicopter. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 no, it was it was good though. It was, no, it was leading up to the leading up to the race. Um, we actually went on a small family vacation, and I was watching the Netflix series the F1, which I, I didn't know anything about it. But a couple of buddies had told yeah. me you need to watch this. Like it's a, it's really well done. So I'm watching. You get hooked. I got into it, and uh, he would come by and he'd be like, "Man, you're watching that again?" He'd be like, "Yeah, sit down. It's good. Watch it." So he'd watch a couple episodes with me. We get back to Miami. And he comes to the office. He's like, "So we're gonna go to the race or what?" And I was like, "Ah, I, was like, I don't know, man. Like, I got." really not that much into it. You know, it's, it's pretty expensive. And he's like, I'm going to tell you one thing. You've never been to an F1 race. I've never been to the F1 race. The last thing I want is that a day, the day comes that I'm no longer around. And then I, I look down at you and you're at the F1 race. So if you're ever going to go, let's go now. And I was like, yeah. all right, let's go. Let's ride. So I was like, all right, let's do it. And, uh, and we went ahead and we did it. We took a, took a lot of people from the office. So it was cool. Had That's a, cool. Made, a, made a day out of it. I mean, that's cool. Miami Cigar at the Miami Grand Prix. I mean, that that does make a lot of sense and turn it into kind of an outing. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was that's awesome. Good. Yeah, it was awesome. We had a really good time. You know, uh, obviously, you you live in Miami. You, you spend a lot more time in Miami than I did. I mean, it, you tell me if I'm wrong, but the city really was into this race. I mean, everyone was talking about the race where, where I was. I mean, it right. just seemed... Yeah, Miami, everything, anything that's a big event, Miami gets behind it. So, yeah, that's... uh. That's been our thing for good or bad. When the team is good, we have a good following. When the team is bad, nobody's there. Right, but whenever right. It's, a, it's definitely a city of events, right? Whenever there's a big event, everybody gets dressed up or everybody makes it a point to try to get out there. So everyone yeah. was definitely one of those moments. Yeah, I mean, when I flew back Monday night, I just saw lots of people and, you know, F1 gear. You know, a lot of people came into the city as well. Yeah, So so. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, no, it definitely was, I, I mean, it had the feel of a big event. I was in Miami briefly for the um, week of the World Baseball Classic, and again, okay. the city really got, was into that. Yeah. 
considering yeah, yeah. like Final Four was going on that week uh-huh. or about to hit the Final Four. Was about to, yeah. Yeah, but and the teams were doing good, but everyone was into that World Baseball Classic, and uh, I was I didn't go, but I saw the games on TV, obviously, and uh, mm-hmm. it seemed like you had great crowds and everything. So uh, right, you just know down here you have Latins from all different countries, right? So when their teams come down here to play, yeah. it's a, it's a big deal. So it's yeah. where the Dominican, yeah. Puerto Rican, yeah. Cuban, Venezuela, they were all yeah. ready for to cheer on their team. So. It was a it was a good atmosphere yeah. out there. I, I wasn't able to make it out to a game, but I heard that the atmosphere was really crazy. No, now if I remember correct me if I'm wrong, you're a college football guy, right? Love college football, yes, sir. And do, don't yell at me if I get Florida State. Yeah, buddy. There you go. Okay, good. I got it right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Very good. Because yeah, I, I, I always local, you gotta tread carefully sometimes with that. I know the logo one will make me throw up. So you better <laughs> answer the hurricanes. But yeah, no. yeah, Seminoles through and through. That's my good. Good for that's you. That's my school. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on the program right now? Uh, we're on the way up. We're on the way up. We got a we got yeah. a good coach who's doing things the right way. Yeah, um, building the team differently than in the past, right? The portal, very is, yeah. The portal is a different monster altogether. Yeah. Um, but to get to become significant again as fast as possible, I think the portal has been huge for us. Uh, most of our players are from the portal that that are playing significant time and. And really doing things out there, so the portal was was a big thing for us. And now you see it; we're winning more games. Now yeah. the high school kids are back interested in our school. Uh, bigger recruits are coming to visit. Bigger recruits are putting us in their top five and their top three. Bigger recruits are committing. So he's doing it right. Um, everything is is on the up and up in the right way with that program. So I think our, our coach has done a great job. Good to hear. I'm, I I I yeah. uh I don't I like Florida State. So uh, goes back to when you guys were beating Notre Dame and and uh-huh. so yeah. So I I I hope you guys do very well. Yeah, it's always a good I thing. Appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> but I but it's funny. I I root for all the Florida teams. I don't really I don't have a stake in it, but uh, you know I can I see the rivalry with with the schools and it's it's a good thing to see. So that's a lot of fun. We just cut that part out of the video. You can just say you like the Seminoles, and that's it. You don't have to say that you like okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's good. We so, were doing good. We were on such a I'm good. I'm doing good. Uh, I got to that point. Right? And we said we like the other ones too. So, I don't have a stay. <laughs> I know. I know. I got oh you. no, it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, so, Jason, for folks who maybe um just you know some newer folks um mm-hmm. tell tell folks uh. How you got, you, know, you know, how you got to your role in Miami Cigar? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, so for those that don't know, um, Miami Cigar started in 1989. It started by uh, Mariana and Nesta Miranda. Uh, came to the United States with an American dream from Holgi in Cuba. And uh, like so many other people that come in, you know, they have a decision to make in life. And uh, that's where our, ta- our tag and our slogan for Miami Cigar comes out, which is one life. Everybody's given that one life. And my, uh, well, Nesta and Mariana, they did whatever they needed to do. They worked two jobs, three jobs, morning, day, afternoon, night, whenever it had to be to hustle, to make it where they are right now. So starting from selling cigars out of the trunk of their car and then just building it up and building it up and getting an efficiency in a bigger warehouse and a larger warehouse, doing everything that needed to be done, blood, sweat, and tears, hard work and dedication to make it happen. Um, so that's, that's how Miami cigar started. Then fast forward um, their, their daughter, Tatiana um, and I, we started dating. And then uh, Nestor asked me, he was like, you know, what do you think? I think it's time that you come into the family business. This was about 17 years ago. And then um, getting involved with the business, I was like, all right, you know, I, I didn't smoke cigars at the time. I didn't know much about the cigar industry at the time. Uh, but I did see the future there. Obviously, that's, a, that's 
for the family, you know, that's yep. the most important thing for our family to move forward with all that. I was like, all right, you know, let's, let's go ahead and let's do that. Um, and then just learning everything along the way, which helps me now in the position where I'm at, because I did work in every stage uh, of the company through the years, kind of like Billy Madison in the movie, yeah. like going through all the grades quick. Um, so we did that from working in the warehouse, customer service. I worked the territory as a sales rep for about a year. Um, so doing a bunch of different positions before getting to where I'm at now. Um, and it just helps when I have those conversations with everybody else in the office uh, because they know I've done it before with a yeah. lot of them. I actually did it with them. Um, thankfully, a lot of our people have been with us for a long time. Um, so doing it with them so they do know that that I know what it takes or the time that it takes or whatever uh, to get those things done. So it, it does help as opposed to somebody that's just like appointed to a position. Sure. And then kind of just like, hey, you got to do that faster. Oh, but, but how? No, just do it faster. I don't care how. Right. Um, I could talk to them a little bit better about that. And uh, just be more realistic on expectations and at the same time too, uh, maybe be able to help them or see things that maybe they don't see that I can help them out with. Uh, but that's, that's big for, for me to be able to, to do that with them. Yeah. Jace, I remember when I got into the business, you were, you were, I think a rep, you were still, mm -hmm. you were repping at the time. Mm -hmm. So this, I had it, this is like two, was it 2010 when you're doing that around? Because I think that's what I remember you, you were around, 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 yeah, probably around that time. I was, yeah. I was doing uh, the Mid-Atlantic Territory, so yep. uh, yep. Maryland, Virginia, D.C., yep. uh, some of Delaware. And um, it's just such an important position, yep. right, for the company and that role. And it's so different than any other role that we have. So it was really to live it because it's, it's not the same if you just, you know, you're just making the phone calls, talking to the customers, doing that customer service side of it, as opposed to the grind of the street and on the road and actually visiting the stores and living in hotels and that whole deal. Um, yeah. I needed to really feel that. And my wife was, was supportive enough in a way to allow. So I would do like, I guess two weeks out of the month. Um, I would be out so I could still at least get a feel of that and live that. And I did it for just about a year, um, traveling into the territory and seeing things and then just having a better idea of, of what it entails and what it takes, obviously in a limited amount of time, not like some other guys have been doing this their entire life, but at least I was able to get a taste of it and see what it takes. Absolutely. And I think that it shows for sure. I mean, and definitely, like you said, it, it when you're working, when you have people working for you and they know you did that, it gives you a, a great level of respect, which you certainly have earned. So that's a great thing to see with that. It is. Um, yep. So, you know, let's kind of, I'll, I'll kind of get the elephant out of the room here. Mm -hmm. Um, the big, the big news, I guess we've seen over the last year is the, um, the relationship with La Aurora has come to an end and you guys were distributing them for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, that, that is a, uh, the run you guys had, right? Right. It was 30 years. That's, that's an yeah, incredible run for a distribution agreement. Um, unprecedented. And uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. The relationship, the relationship still continues. They are, uh, they're a, a supplier of ours. So they do yeah. make the Tatiana cigars for us. They make other cigars for us yeah. as well. So the relationship still continues. Um, what had to be done was on the distribution side. So about three years ago, um, we decided to bring our sales force in-house. So at yep. the time, we had about a 20 to 22-man team. Um, and it was a tough decision to do. But at the end of the day, it was what was best um, for the company at the end of the day. So we had to make some changes. And we did have to get rid of um, some people that had been with us, some great people that had been with us for a long time. Um, and doing that change, we had we talked to our two partners at the time. So Toscano was one and Laurora was another. Yep. And let them know, you know, guys, this is the situation. Um, this is what we're going to do moving forward. You're going to see this is going to be happening in about four months time. Uh, this change is going to be in place for your brands in particular. 
it's not the most ideal situation um, for the brands. We're here to support you. And we're here to continue selling your cigars in our new model um, until you find it not beneficial or efficient for your brands. Personally, I don't think that it's going to be that efficient for it, but we're not going to leave you guys out. Sure. Either. Yeah. We're here for you guys as long as we can. Um, Toscano was able to move uh, fairly quickly on their on their moves because they had uh, the U.S. entity already set up. They were set up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So they were able to move all their operations over there, build their sales force and the whole thing. So thankfully, it was it was only a couple of months that they were able to get their things going and rolling, which was great. Um, La Aurora did take a little bit more time because they didn't have a U.S. entity set up. Um, we always told both companies that it was like, you know, we would recommend that you guys really jump in and do it yourselves. Don't get another distributor. Just go ahead and do it. You know, if you guys want to really do this, let's do this. So in talking to Guillermo Leon and the entire team in, in La Aurora, letting them know, guys, we're here for you. Um, it's still status quo. We're still pushing your product. We're still going to support you guys um, until you guys are ready to go. So fast forward three years to where we're at now. And at the end of March was the last the last month that we were uh, distributing the product for La Aurora. And now they've taken it on starting April 1st. They took it on their own distribution. Yeah, no, I mean, and you guys, again, you guys had a great run with them. I think that's the one thing I think from a historical standpoint, um, probably the only other one I could think of that's as long as probably Fuente and Newman. But I mean, yeah, but but again, you know, we because I see these happen all the time, Jason, and I see these distribution agreements and they don't last a year sometimes. Right. Right. It's just, I mean, it goes back to the people that, sorry for interrupting it. No, you go to the people that, me. that started me. it, right? Like with Nestor yeah. and uh, Guillermo Leon, which is the, the owner of La Aurora yeah. right now, his father, Fernando Leon, just coming to that agreement. It's just like an OG, old school guy agreement that it's like, you know, this is it. We're going to ride together and we're going to do this together. Um, and through ups and downs and extremely rough times, my, my in-laws went through a time where they had a huge brand that the brand got taken away from them with no reason, no rhyme or reason. They just stopped shipping to them. And from all of a sudden having X amount of cigars that you're selling in the market to not have any to even be able to supply to your customers. And Fernando stepped up with La Aurora and was like, you know what? We're going to hold off on all of our production in the Dominican Republic. We're going to send it to the United States so you guys can still have product and help that, that void that, that my father and mother-in-law had in the time. Yeah. It helped them clear that void and things like that. I mean, there's so many stories like that of both companies kind of helping and supporting each other through everything. And it's, it's, they're a great family. Um, we're very tight. We'll continue to be very tight. Thankfully they're, they're still making our cigars and everything, which is awesome. And we'll continue to go visiting the factory and spending time with them. Um, that his daughter was actually with us at F1 over the weekend too. So it's, it's always that, that bond is always going to be there between the two companies uh, between the two families, but it was time for them to to make a move and uh, and to get their own distribution set up. And you know, we wish them nothing but the best. We we did the best we could in helping them up, get everything set up, any information that kind of how to streamline that for them as best as we could. Um, and now, so they can just hit the ground running, and they're they're hit the ground running with their with their sales force and already uh, getting everything ready to go. I'm looking forward to seeing them at at uh, PCA. Absolutely. It'll be a little different though, because you guys won't be in the same booth. But yeah, uh, but at correct. least you guys will get, you guys can still hang out with each other. Correct, right? on a thousand percent. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, and I'm going back to last year's PCA trade show, and and you took us around the booth, and you were showing us La Aurora product, and and it it was very seamless. I mean, it was right. you know, I mean, of it, course, we, we were probably you know we were aware of some of the changes, obviously that were going, but. But I can tell you it was it was all done professional. It seemed like the synergy was there, and and uh, I didn't feel tense tension in the booth. So I'll just right. say that. So and if, so, you guys did a good job with that. Um, yeah. As far um, as like a, a a like a breakup goes, you know, for with 
with two companies that have been together for such a yeah. long time. Um, it, it really, like at the end of the day, it wasn't difficult to not have any animosity or tension because it was like a decision that one company made and then understanding that, hey, you know, the other company is going to have to make a move also. So it was kind of something that was just natural that had to be done. Um, and then they just took their time to do it right and get it set up exactly how it needed to be and do their own thing. So it, uh, for a situation like that, you would think there's no way that it could end like in good terms, but there's, right. it, it, we're perfect. Like everything is, everything is fine, which is great. I, I That's really, really good to hear. Cause it was, you know, that synergy was there forever as long as I know you guys. So, uh, there's, there's a bittersweet part, obviously, because you guys were always that, that team there, but yeah. I guess there, you know, it's a great opportunity for them now to mm-hmm. really, uh, as far as establish a U.S. company right now. Right. Now's uh, their time to shine. Yep. Yep. So, uh, I know a couple of the guys who went, I know Ed and I know Willie, those guys are good guys. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really glad for those guys. Yeah. 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 And they know they got us here, whatever, whatever they need that we got their back or any questions that they may have. I mean, they all have a lot of experience in the industry, but specific experience with La Aurora, we have we have a little bit with that so if yep. they need any help they know that they got us that's good there but yeah. so you know Galgor obviously no longer in your portfolio the what challenges that that present for you guys now because there was a lot of good cigars I mean it gave you guys a lot of skews going into customers how mm-hmm. do you kind of now move forward from that piece now because you guys made this decision for a strategic reason obviously right yeah I was just focusing so that when we made the decision to to downsize um, the focus was to go more wide with the Tatiana brand and just to look at the distribution and see right. where we're at. Um, not as far as stores, because thankfully the retailers have been very supportive yeah. and they've helped us throughout the years. Um, but in each store, just seeing different SKUs and different items, the brand is huge, has over 100 SKUs um, that we could be placing in stores. But we weren't really focusing as much on that, which we should have. Uh, but now with this new structure, having the guys on the phones just behind the desk, in their desk, behind the computer, taking a look at what's going on really focusing on that distribution has helped. It's helped a lot. And it's definitely, uh, we've seen the benefits of that. Obviously there's a, there's a gap in losing a, a brand like La Aurora. It's a huge brand. Um, it's a great brand in the United States. Um, but with the growth model that we have going right now, it's, it, it's going to be a, a win-win for both companies. I think at the end of the day. No. I, and you know, the timing of this also coincided with COVID. Yeah. And to have a strong, in-house Salesforce during that period is very is I can tell you from my my own external job experience that 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 is actually a very good thing to have have had in your pocket at that time because you are communicating you have a team that knows how to communicate with customers on a Mm -hmm. on a on a how can I put more structured basis correct yeah 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 so that's good good for you guys on that um in terms, do you have, but you still have some field presence, right? There are still some field reps you have. So we do, yeah. We kept, uh, we kept three guys. So three of the guys, we kept them and they're working on the phones. Okay. They split up the territory. Um, and then one more uh, that handles all our major accounts and everything. He's been doing it for forever. Right, right. Um, so four, the team four in total. And then I'll have, so each one of the conventions, we have everybody attending. So in the past where if it was a smaller convention, we would just send maybe the local guy or one or mm-hmm. two guys. Since FaceTime is limited, we make sure now that all our guys are at every single one of the conventions. So whether it be a TAA, TPE, or PCA, they're always at those, um, seeing their customers, talking to their customers. And then they'll do uh, limited travel, but they still do it from time to time, just going to different markets, uh, spending a week in the market, and then coming back. But it, it's it's a totally different business model, um, trying to provide better service to the customer. Um, 
but at the same time, not really being like in their face constantly, sure. which it helped for the Tatiana brand. It, it, it's not, to be honest, it's not as necessary just because they, they know the brand, they know what's going sure. on with it. They just need the support from us, make sure the product is already readily available. Um, if there's a skew or two that they're missing that they should have, just letting them know, uh, giving them deals and promotions and uh, swag items, whatever it needs to help get that consumer more activated and into buying the product. Um, so that that's kind of where we're at. And then with the Nestor brands, our focus now is to go more uh, to handle this one more of like a boutique brand mm-hmm. and start releasing smaller batch releases um, as we go through time, just because we see that that model will work better for our new structure, as opposed to just coming out with a full on extent, a full on brand. And the full on brands are great and they're awesome, but that that it requires the hand to hand sale. It requires talking mm-hmm. to the retailers setting up a plan, getting it all set up, ready to roll. Okay, when can you come back in? Let's do a cut and light. Let's do a meet the maker type of thing. Those type of things, because the brand's going to hopefully stick in the store forever. With the limited runs, we get the guys excited about it. Consumer comes in, they buy it, it's gone. The following year, we can do it again. So looking for that type of structure because it works better for our guys that aren't traveling as much as we used to in the past. Yeah, no. Uh, and I think you guys have done very well with the small batch releases. I know the one you had, a that, that Lanceri did a couple of years. That was a great release. Mm-hmm. That, 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 so that was a nice release you've had you've done very well with with those yeah um, we have now for Nestor turned 80 this year so uh for pca we're gonna do we'll do something special for him for his 80th birthday and that'll be the first like micro batch that we do nice um off of it so we'll get that ready to go and get those get those moved out into the market which will be great yeah and the yeah. plan is like 2024 and moving forward do maybe like two or three uh bring back a couple of things from the old school and bring it back out and do you know, split it out throughout the year. Maybe do one end the first quarter, beginning a second, do one a PCA and one around October. Get those releases out and get them to the market. Just just to keep it, keep the hype going because the the special selections are great cigar. It does great for us, both in the Havana and the Connecticut. But I think if we don't continue to come out with new things and just uh, off of the Nestor Miranda name, could get a little stale, right? Even though they'll be great cigars, but it'll get a little stale. So just to keep his name out there in the market and make sure people realize uh what's going on i think that that'll help both sides the regular production and the the limited stuff yeah the special i mean the special selection is a great success story you've had bringing that back and um i mean i i gotta be honest i think the cigars that have come out are 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 better than ever i mean i think they're the best i mean they were always great the special selection series always one of my favorite but that habano is smoking fantastic yeah, yeah, both of them are doing very well when the people get to try them. Yeah. Um, they really enjoy the cigars. We're making them, like we always have, the Nestor brands always come out of uh, my father's cigars factory yeah. and Esteli Nicaragua. So Peping and Jaime, they do a phenomenal job right. for us, making sure that everything's exactly what you expect. Uh, <clears throat> construction, appearance, everything in the blends are just phenomenal. So we're we're very grateful to have to have a maker like them um, helping us with our cigars. And yeah. They, it does a it does very well and the people smoke them they're like wow you know i I used to smoke it but i you know it's been a year or two since i got to it and it it's just the nature of the beast in the market there's so many great cigars it's hard to keep somebody like just stuck on that one cigar you know i compare it to like the spirits industry or wine and me as a consumer that you're like you know you you got your go-tos that you love but you always want to try new things um so that that's the challenge right that's the challenge for anybody in any of these industries is just keeping your brand at the top of mind because they're like, why? Well, I, I totally forgot about this cigar, but why? It's like, I, I, you have a bad experience? No, I've always loved this cigar, but, but why? Because you go to try other cigars and then you just keep going, right? It's a natural yeah. evolution and you keep on with, but there's so many cigars that you don't smoke anymore that you loved. So it, that's a challenge for us as, as uh, manufacturers 
and distributors is to make sure that 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 brand stays top of mind. But you also want to have some very solid, you know, regular production lines and and for special selection to come back the way it did. Um, that that's a that's a great foundation to have too. You know, in the line. Yeah, yeah, it's it was good to get to get that yeah. one back, uh, back into the market and back back selling. A lot of people were happy about that. Yeah, what was maybe what was the reason why you decided to bring special selection back? So the we never wanted to take it off the market, but it was uh, growing pains and learning. It was one of the issues that we had, and it was felt in that brand uh-huh. was um, it, the beginning of when the internet started getting big, and not realizing price protection being such a big deal. And then getting burnt by price protection and having people, the retailers getting burnt, right? The brick and mortar guys getting burnt by the brand and saying, you know what, now I sell this cigar for eight bucks, but they can go online, they can get it for six bucks. Like that's not right. And then trying to backpedal and fix it to the point where like, wow, this brand is just, it's plummeting, right? Because because they're not supporting it anymore, which I totally understood. So we're like, all right, we need to remove this. So just to to go clean slate, removing it from the market Mm -hmm. and then giving it some time. Uh, uh, implementing price protection on our portfolio and making sure that everybody was aware of it, making sure everybody signed it. So this is back, I don't even know, like 2010, I think. Yeah. Um, getting everybody to sign it, you're good to go. All right, we're ready to go. Everybody's rolling. Everybody's playing on the same playing field. Awesome. Let's move forward. Everybody's happy. Online retailers happy. Brick and mortars are happy. Great. And then the time just naturally came about like eight years ago. We were like, you know what? It's time. Like it's been about five years out of the market. Let's go ahead and bring this baby back in. Yep. And then brought it back in and it was like so many people were happy and it wasn't that negative taste or like that bad taste that they had in their mouth was already gone. Right. We weren't the only company that got burnt by it or burnt our retailers or whatnot. Yeah. Um, But you just got to learn from it. Right. And then just stop it. So we were able to stop that and then bring it back out and tell them, hey, you guys already know we've been rolling for five or six years already with price protection. We had no problems with our brands. This guy's coming back. And this guy was the one he he was our on our. and the Nestor brands, the special selection was always the one that was the leader. That was the one that would sure. have the most sales. So sure. to be able to get that one back in the market was awesome. Nestor was very happy. It, and Jason, sure. that's a very honest and transparent answer. You just, I mean, I, I appreciate that answer you just gave too. I mean, uh, I mean, there's no reason to lie, thing. right? It's you a gotta, tough thing. Yeah, you no, it's, yeah. Learn from your mistakes and then just sure. move forward and just make yeah. sure that they don't happen again. Yeah. Uh, because it, it was. I mean, that's the reason why why we had to do what we had to do. Well, and, and it was self self inflicted. Well, when a lot of to, to you know. In your defense, you know, when the internet came around, it, it was a new animal, and a lot of people—you weren't the only ones either. So, mm-hmm. who fell into that? So, yeah, you just gotta learn, learn from it, yeah. and then don't do it again. So, I, and I think there was our retailers respected, and you can tell by the support that that we've received again for the brand as it was in the past. Yep. Um. So, so that's great, right? Everybody can forgive and forget and move forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's like I said, the it seems like it's doing really well. Um, and like I said, it's, it's just great to see that back out in the market. Uh. The box that box is such a unique box too. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, with the burlap. The burlap. I really, it, it, it's just a nice box to have. Yeah. 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 It's cool. It's different. Yeah. It's a different, a different look and a different, different feel to it. So it's, it's definitely my father-in-law. Nestor's all about that. So yeah. 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 So he is this Lancero it. coming back? 
I think we might have a chance that we okay. might see it. We he, might see it in Vegas. He, he gave my wife. <laughs> he gave my wife a, select, a special selection lance there once. He didn't give me it. He gave it to my wife actually. Always, it's a ladies' man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're 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 in, we're in Georgia and we were there for the weekend and he was doing right. an event at some store and I and, I, and we went in and uh, he he recognized me and uh, and then he he, he takes the lance there his pocket, gives it to my wife. And he's like, none yeah. for you. <laughs> That's Nestor. That's yeah, Nestor yeah, for yeah, sure. The, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you had, but I was, you always had that size, the rookies, the Danos. You had some fun sizes that you've done over mm-hmm. the years too with those. You went three for three there. Yeah, you might be, you might be seeing those three. Okay, <laughs> you're making me very happy. Yeah. This guy knows, Coop knows too much. He knows. He I didn't knows know. The, no, I actually, I didn't he knows know the history. No, I know. I know, history, you know I know the history, history yeah, of the yeah. special limited ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. Yeah. Probably, I mean, those were great. They were just always great, great sizes and great additions. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you're uh, playing, we're playing Battleship right now. You just nailed me three for three. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, the other thing that I think you have done, um, you've, you've, partnered with like you mentioned my father's been the longtime partner for the nesta miranda brands tatiana yeah but you have been venturing out to some other factories too it's this is you know over the past yeah. few years i've noticed so i mean the first one we could talk about is, is don lino or the don lino africa right uh, and that one you 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 kind of went you went to aj with that one yeah that was a big one so um we wanted to do something a little bit different obviously on the nesta ones always like nesta and Perpina are they're very tight. So we're always like keeping nesters. We keep right. nesters in that factory. Um, but then with the re-release of Africa. So this came about the time when the FDA started talking about the grandfather date and all that. Yeah. And no new brands. We're like, all right, well, this one, it's been around forever. So let's go ahead and go back into the vault. Thankfully, we had a lot of cigars, a lot of brands in the vault that we could bring back um, to the full scale. And we're like, all right, Africa is the natural one. Let's go ahead and let's bring that one back out. And then he's like, all right, well, where do you want to make the cigars? And I was like, I don't know. What do you think? Like, where, where can we, where can we go? And in true Nestor form, he's like, well, Nestor Miranda, we could go wherever we want. <laughs> and I was like, all right, tough guy. So we go wherever we want. Where do right, you want right, to go? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you want to do? And then um, he mentioned AJ and he was like, you know, I, we've been talking to AJ for years and we never were able to do anything. What do you think about that? And I was like, man, you know, AJ, that's one of the hottest factories out. Let's 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 give let's talk to him. Let's see what's up. You know, he's in Miami a lot. Let's see if we can get a meeting with him, sit down and see and see what's up. And then uh, we talked to him and he was super in. He was like, you know what? Let's do it. We've wanted to do something with Nestor for a long time. Um, I think now's a great time. Let's go ahead and move forward with that. And it's just the, the blend that he came out with was awesome. And again, it's just there's so many things important about a cigar. Obviously, it's just like the construction, the appearance, the blend. Everything is like so on point on that cigar. It's just it's a beautiful cigar. Like yeah. they they did a great great job with that cigar. They did. That wrapper is beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think that Cameron binder is the secret sauce in that thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really really came out good on that cigar. And yeah. and it seems like it's done extremely well for you folks. On top of that, I mean, um... it's doing it's doing well. It's um. For, so initially the release was was huge just because it was like the re, the return right the return yeah. of of Don Lino Africa we had a lot of great supporters in the past that were able to bring it on but it's now something like with the unique sizes and different things that we do have in the brand um, it, it's brought new smokers to us so smaller formats we have as well that we we haven't had in the past um, we have this little four by forty it's called a kudu it, 
piece of firecracker, man. These little cigars, yeah. I actually got it right here. I'm gonna smoke it in the second second. Um, it's it's a small. It, it's you look at it, and you're like, man, but that's like a little cigar. Like, what is that? You're like, don't judge a book by its cover, man. Right. This thing, it packs a punch. It's got all the characteristics of the larger vitolas, and it's just it's so awesome. Like everybody in the office, like that's that's the go to when we sure. hit the lounge. You got like 20 minutes, 30 minutes to smoke a cigar. That's the one that that most of the guys in the office smoke because it's just. It's awesome. It gives you everything that you want, but it's just after 20, 30 minutes, you're like, all right, awesome. Yeah. Back to the grind. Let's get back inside and let's do what we got to do. No, that's, that's a, it's a nice size. Um, You know, it's funny. I hear a lot, like growing up in the Northeast, people like winter smokes and all. And I can see that certainly as a winter smoke size. Mm-hmm. But you kind of mentioned the point that I think sometimes you just need a 30-minute smoke for whatever reason. Like you're in an office, you're in between something, and, and, and it's nice to have something like that. 100%. Yeah, 100%. that's yeah. that's the 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 cold weather cigar. That's without a doubt. That has that's the reason why sizes like that were, right. were born. Right. For right. for those guys up north that they, they need it. Like I need yeah. to, you know, I want to smoke a cigar, but it's just it's too damn cold. Yeah. Like so they, they need to get what they can. Yeah. Um, but at the same time now, too, it's the the efficiency. <laughs> if a cigar can be efficient, that four by 40 is super efficient. Like it's you get there, you get what you want out of it. And then you're back. You're back to to where you got to be and the best part is, is if you're not satisfied yet you want more just let another one <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and, and what i like about this this alignment in your portfolio is this is your box pressed offering it so you got Correct. this box press line here, yeah you know the compliments yeah. obviously the nestor with things you have right and i feel like it's it's a it's a it's a notch above as far as strength goes to yes. the Habano. so they all the three of them can play so the ecuadorian uh, ecuadorian connecticut on the nestor miranda special selection will give you that mild to medium right. it's not a true mild um, it's a badass Connecticut cigar. If you guys haven't tried it, you need to definitely try it out. Oh, it is. I, I, it is a one phenomenal of, Connecticut. Like I said, and I then, think, yeah. yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. And then the Habano gives you that true medium of Nicaraguan Puro they're looking for. And then the, the Dalino Africa gives you that medium plus, not all the way up to full body, but it gives you a medium plus uh, with the beautiful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. And then it's got the, the, the Cameroon and the binder. It's, it is, it's a nice cigar. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, back to back to the Nestor line for a second. A lot of us on our team who are like doing reviews and stuff, we've noticed Pepin in the last year or two, whatever the tobacco he's using, it's really at another level right now is what we're seeing. And yeah. I think it's and it's definitely reflected on the, I'll tell you, it's definitely reflecting on the Nestor line, which is why I'm saying I think they're smoking mm-hmm. better than ever right now. Same yeah. recipe. I mean, but it's right. the tobacco they have, is they just had some really good crops, it seems like, in my yeah. mind. I don't, I don't I mean, know they just grow. Just... They've been growing so much and so yeah. much. And it's so like, I don't know exact particulars, but just having so many farms down to be able to keep yeah. everything in house and have complete control. When you have a master like that, yeah. a rolling cigar, blending cigars, yeah. rolling cigars, and they have control of all their ingredients for the most part. Right? I think the only one, the Ecuadorian Connecticut is the only, the only leaf that they don't have control over, but the rest is like having complete control of that. And yeah. on that, uh, it's a scary combination, right? When you have somebody that's so skilled like that and can control the ingredients that are coming into the kitchen, yeah, um, that's that's where it's at. Yeah, I mean, I remember the the, the Nestor Miranda collection lines that you had. Um, the two that stood out to me were the Habano and the Corojo because I think again it was all their tobacco they were using, right, right. And it just you could see, you know, th- those wrappers were really, really good, and that's I think mm-hmm. why I enjoyed those the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah they. they Control, right? Control yeah. is key. If you can control every aspect yeah. of that process, it 
you have a better chance yeah. of, of being successful. Yeah. And then you have another line that you've kind of come out under the Don Lino line. The Don Lino Dominicans came out. Um, yeah, very so, nice, affordable cigars under there, too. Correct. Yeah. So so we wanted to just bring something with uh, a more approachable price point. We went, all our cigars, when we're talking about Don Lino's or Nestor's, they're all at the highest, at the, the larger ring gauge. They don't pass $12. So they're, yeah. it's all it's all at a nice price point. But at the same time, you know, there's there's a segment of the market at that 5 to $6 price point as well. Um, so we wanted to offer something, um, a quality smoke with a good blend, but at a price that that was approachable for for most people, right? So that's where we came out with the Don Lino's, um, Don Lino baseline. So it's a Connecticut and a Maduro wrapper on those. Um, we do well with those, but it's not really, it's not like the glamour, right? Like the right. like the ones that everybody really talks about. But it's it, it's not a bundle cigar. It comes in a box and the whole thing. So it. We do have different different chains and different retailers throughout the U.S. that do very well with that brand, also. They were like six dollars. They weren't bad. I mean, for, yeah, for the price yeah. point. We just gotta yeah. set the proper expectation. Yeah, like if it's a five or six dollar cigar, it's still gonna get a good cigar, but you can't go comparing it to a fifteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty dollars cigar. Yeah, no, it, and you, you know, you have a portfolio that basically is very affordable. I mean, even, you know, I know all the lines, but you just said a very, with $12, probably your, your highest price point. So, you know, in this market right now, we are, we are seeing much higher price cigars. Uh-huh. Um, how do you, I mean, do you look at this as like, are you missing out maybe on getting some of those higher price cigars or, Hey, you know what? We got a strategic advantage here that we have these lines that are very affordable. Right. So those, those regular production lines will stay, they'll stay in that range. Yeah. Um, because we, for us, it's a sweet spot that we like. Um, but when we talk about these short runs, uh, different vintage runs that we do, like the Lanceros that you see and stuff like that, those creep right. up to 16, 17, 18. Uh, when we do the Salomon, which is beautiful cigar, uh, it's like 20, 22 bucks. So we do reach that in the commemorative or limited edition cigars or what we'll start to call now, like the smaller batches that we'll start doing more boutique approach. Um, those will be a little bit higher just because it'd be smaller production. We're not talking about anything crazy. Yeah, uh, like 500 to 1,000 boxes and just make sure that everybody gets a chance uh, to enjoy them, but not something that it just continues to stay on the shelves. What we're looking for is to give something to our partner retailers that they can get in, get their consumers excited about, buy them through, and then next year we'll do it again. You know, something like that. They can constantly be on rotation. They can start to wait for it until it comes out to buy it again. Yeah. the uh, I mean, I can't believe it's five years since the 75th came out. I mean, you just told me Nestor turned 80 and it just seems like it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and, and that that but I, that was a Solomon. I remember that was a Solomon you guys did for that seventy fifth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, yeah, again, you don't see a lot of Solomons out of Pepin's factory. I'm trying to. Right. You know, I know Pete's had a few, but there's not a lot of them actually. Mm-hmm. So that that uh, that's a pretty cool one to have. Yeah. It's amazing too, even that in that shape. Like I, I mean, I can only imagine that's probably not the easiest cigar to roll. Yeah. It's a tough cigar, right? Because at times just the combustion on that is tough once it gets over that first, not even first third, let's say like first half to quarter inch just to get yep. over that little like the dimple and it can cause a lot of issues. But I mean, I personally have never gotten like to me, to my desk, I've never gotten a complaint about those Salomons from from Pepin, which is it just goes back to the control and being all over everything that yeah. they do for our product, which I mean, that's priceless, right? 
Yeah. I remember, and those were a little more pricey, I remember, but they weren't like, I remember they, they didn't break my bank getting those Solomons. They were, they were a little more pricey, but they were still mm-hmm. reasonable. Again, a Solomon's a very difficult thing to roll. So I think that's right. a very, yeah, very nice cigar to right. have. And it's a nice side. It, it looks like a special occasion cigar. Just looking at the shape, yeah. like, oh, yeah. that's, that's not the normal everyday cigar. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a nice cigar. And I think it had that Corojo wrapper, right? It had, that's the Nestor wrapper. That one did. Yeah. I know he loves Corojo. He told he me. He loves Corojo. That's, yeah, yeah. That's his favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's he doesn't cool. have one now. So he's pissed. Like in the, you in gotta the get on that, Jay. You better get yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's all over me. He's like, we gotta get that back in here. I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. We're working yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm sure he's finding stuff to smoke, though, to him. I mean, that, Lance, that Lancero you came out with was real, that limited one was really, uh, I like that one. I had, I love the packaging on that. I wish I had the picture here, but yeah. Uh, the private yeah, he reserve. still smokes though. He has those. Uh, Manuel made them for him in La Aurora. Yeah. So he still has. That was a Dominican. Everything. Yeah. I just went to. We went to the factory a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, "Oh, we have X amount of these cigars left. Like, what are we doing with them?" I'm like, "Oh, we're, we're giving them to Nestor every time he wants them." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "That's that's the yeah. plan. Just whatever he asks from." Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know if we could do that. I'm like, "Yeah, Guillermo's good with it. Don't worry about it. We're good." No, that's that's good to hear. No, that's good yeah. to hear. So, no, I mean, it's uh, you guys got, like I said, there's always some good stuff. And I, like I said, it's great to just hear, hey, you guys were down at the La Aurora factory. And it's great to hear that, you know. It's, yeah, we got to focus yeah. more on on being there, too. Just uh, continuing to show the face, continuing to keep that relationship, you know, real tight. Right. And uh, letting them know we're still here. You know, yeah. we, we were there. and We talked about, so obviously a lot of stuff dealing with the Tatiana brand. But at the yeah. same time, too, it's like, you know, they had a couple of people come by. wanted to talk about their brand and what we think and the team. Yeah. And, that's cool. Like that's yeah. that's that's part of it. The last thing that we want is for that that brand not to succeed. Yeah, I mean, it's Tatiana, too many years, man. Yeah. It's too many years with Laurora to to see it not work. That would be a shame. That would be terrible. Sure. So we want to help however we can. Oh, I get it. And, and Tatiana, it's a very important part of your portfolio right now. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. 100%. So so just like you know this FDA thing looming, you guys just keep doing what you're doing right mm-hmm. now. I guess right. That's all you could do. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah. it's it's not it's not something new to us, right? It's yeah. been around since since Obama made the Obama administration made the switch from ATF to FDA regulating us or whatnot. So that that started the whole process, and it's just it's been looming and it's been around. So yeah. we just you know try to keep a pulse on what's going on, be ready if any changes need to be done, be prepared for it ahead of time, yeah. um, and just do our best. You know, like it's we can't control that. Like that's out of our out of our hands. But continue doing what we do and providing a great product for our consumers um that they love and they're loyal to it's it's amazing the loyalty that we get with with our consumer base and like it's it's awesome it's awesome to see yeah i mean you got some fun there's some fun there's some fun flavors in that line too uh the one i love the best and i think it was this was more limited one was that mojito one Mm -hmm. that was awesome that cigar (laughs) that was a fun cigar. yeah yeah it's all different i mean it's, it's a different right smoking experience all together um, but we're working on some new stuff now, uh, for PCA and post PCA too. just looking at, you don't even know, right. It's like proposed regulations and this and that, and what can be done and what can we do? What can we can't, what we can't yeah. do. So there's different ideas and different concepts to bring to the market, um, yeah. to see how things go. This year's the 25th anniversary of the Tatiana brand. So we're going to oh. have, you know, this, this, com- this company, this industry loves the dates, right? Yeah. We love that. <laughs> We love yeah. the years. Like everybody wants to celebrate every anniversary, which is what I, it's cool, man. I think well, we got sure. 35 next year, right? For Miami. 35 for Miami cigar. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this year we got Nestor's 80th and we got, yeah. uh, um, Tatiana 25th anniversary. So yeah. 
get some and, get some cool stuff going. And you guys have done some really cool anniversary cigars over the years. I mean, I think the Shelby's was the one I I just uh, I still have I still have my Shelby upstairs. <laughs> you try yeah. to have fun, right? You gotta have fun. You're not yeah, having fun doing yeah. what you're doing. What's the point? Yeah. So yeah, we've we've done a couple cool offset things. Some yeah. work, some don't. We did the the tin box for the Nesta Miranda Art Deco. Oh, I, yeah. The, the automatically everybody started calling the lunchbox. I was like, no, that's not that, not the lunchbox. <laughs> it's not the lunchbox, but you know, it's the same thing like we were talking about before. You do things, you got to be creative, you got to think outside the box. And if they don't work, you just learn from it and just don't do it again. Yeah. Art Deco, that was a fun, that was, that was definitely a fun one. Um, I smoked one probably about two years ago. I had one left. Uh, it, was, it, was, it still smoked good. I mean, it still smoked good. It may have had a, maybe a slightly dry in the humidor, but that was my fault, uh, not yours, but it still smoked fine. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Hector in our office. That's one of his babies. I think the last, he still got a batch of them in his house. Yeah. Hiding. Yeah, he loved yeah. that cigar. Yeah. I mean, and another one, I, I, I'm going back memory lane here. Uh, and I, I, I love this cigar. And, and it was the Dominicano. Oof. That's I know another that, learning, I know that another learning experience you can say that one. for me. <laughs> I like that cigar. <clears throat> so all I got to say is off of that project, <laughs> I learned that you don't go into the chef's kitchen. That was because you had told Papini is Dominican? Well, we brought the rapper. We brought oh. the rapper from the Dominican to him. Uh-huh. And then uh, the release came out. And it, partially it was because of that. I think partially it was marketed and positioned the wrong way. Because um, people were, it, they were loving the Habano special selection. And then when we came out with Dominicano, I think they were expecting something similar, right? Like, I already like this. This is going to be something else like this. And it was nothing like it. So the position and the marketing on it was kind of bad. But at the same time, and one of the, follow-ups when we went back to the factory in Nicaragua and we spoke to the being we're like you know what is it man like what, what do you think like do you not like the cigar like why do you think it's not selling as well as as the special selection he was like well you asked me to put certain things in it that I wouldn't have put in it <laughs> and I was like all right lesson learned that's it you know yeah yeah you don't you don't get in the kitchen man stay out of the kitchen that's where the chef's at you let him do his work sure and no I, I can understand that too yeah yeah and then and then the other two Again, I, I'm going by memory of the Grand Reserves, the mm-hmm. green and the blue. Those were great, mm-hmm. too. So that's my personal. I, I would that's what I would like to see um, in 24 and 25 and moving forward as the small batch releases. Uh-huh. I love those. I loved the cigar. I love the shape. Torpedo. Um, yeah. yeah. Box press torpedo. I, I loved everything about those. That cigar. The packaging was easy, but beautiful and simple. The labels were it was awesome and it was easy. And it, we just got away. I, I was saying consumer gets away from cigars. We got away from that process as well. Um, just getting excited about other things and doing other stuff. But that that's what I would like to see. I would like to see those uh, as those micro kind of boutique releases that we do because they, they were very successful. People do ask about them. Like yeah. the, whole, the, the fans that have been with us for a long time, they, they ask about them. So yeah. that's something that I, I would like to see come back. Yeah. And I think, you know, with the, with the, like the strategy you were just telling me about the kind of going with the smaller batch, the boutique kind you, you're working with some really good factories here that, that can, can really support you on these models. They have the tobacco, yeah. obviously, to do it. Right. And I think that gives you guys a great advantage with that. For sure. For yeah. sure. 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's the key, right? If you don't have the right factories, then the rest is all bullshit. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you got to have the right guys making it. And you've been with these factories for, I mean, forever. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like, I mean. Yeah. I mean, you've been with Pepina a very long time, too. I mean, yeah, 07, we started with them. So you're over 15 years with that relationship. You know, you have a long relationship yeah. with Laura, 30 years, Tatiana, 25 years. 
these are i think that's something to say that you guys aren't bouncing around from factory to factory right um and then you're you know obviously you're finding some new avenues you've gone down particularly with with the uh the don lino so mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely and just moving forward seeing it's still so we're in the third year of the new structure but still learning this structure and kind of yes. like figuring out where our best uh our best opportunities are where we can work the most efficiently yeah um without just like flooding like we don't want to flood flood our retailer and then it's something that's not going to work and it just looks bad and then you go the next time yeah. and you're like oh well, how about this that it's a constant grind that it just it doesn't work for anybody and it's unfortunately it's 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 a like a wheel that we all get into in the industry all the manufacturers is something yeah. that happens like just replacing one with the other replacing one with the other and that yeah. it, it doesn't work for retail it doesn't work for us at the end of the day it causes confusion for the consumers too so trying to keep it clean as clean as possible and just yeah. moving with with our mainstays yeah, I mean, you've always you said it's it's always been a quality product, and um, you know, I think you guys do it the right way. So I'm I'm very, you know, I've always enjoyed the products you've had, and, and uh, I know I'll continue to do that, which is a great great because I got I know I can count on these things to be good. Right, awesome. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you saying that. Yeah, no, it really is. Um, so I gotta ask you know you mentioned we talked about Nestor's 80th. There was a big birthday bash for him a, a few months ago. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, so he loves Domino's. Yeah. So I told him for his 80th, I was going to do an 80 man domino tournament, double elimination. He was like, What do you know about that? And I'm like, I, I don't know shit, but I could Google it. <laughs> so we went ahead and we Googled it. We got it set up. Um, we found a beautiful venue to go ahead and do it. Um, the weather didn't cooperate too much, but we still had an amazing time and we got it all set up. And we had uh, a bunch of retailers uh, got their consumers to come in as well. And then we had yeah. a lot of family come play as well. So it was a cool dynamic. Of very intense domino players, yeah, and other players that probably have never played dominoes. <laughs> yeah, so it was cool to see that that match because it it gets frustrating for some of these guys that play dominoes every day, and they're like, "How? What is this guy doing?" And they're like, "Oh well, I mean, he's just playing dominoes. Like, give him a break." And uh, we actually had well, one of the family friends, the uh, one of my buddies and his his uh, his father in law. They actually won the tournament, which was hilarious. And, Nestor would tell me like he would go visit the stores like the following week and all everybody would say was like, how did those guys win? They're terrible. Like, well, I don't know if they're terrible or not, but they, they went 11 and 0 and they won the whole thing. Like, so it was like, people were just hating, 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 but whatever they won. They're not terrible. They, they beat all of you. Yeah. But it was, it was fun. It's definitely, uh, he talks about it. Nestor talks about it a lot. So it's something we need to see. Uh, if we could run that back. Cause that was a lot of fun. No, that's, 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 uh, that I saw the pictures and everything. Gabriel sent me the pictures and we, we did put mm-hmm. them up on Coop because it was, I thought it was just a, a beautiful thing. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. He's going strong still at 80. I mean, right. He, he does, is, I mean, last year I saw him at Pro Cigar. I couldn't keep up with him. Yeah. He's out of control. He's just I mean, so yeah, like, yeah. high energy. He's always yeah. high energy. He's God always doing him, some, yeah. He takes care of himself. Um, and he, li- I mean, he deserves it. He lives a great life. He, he, Worked for so many years, busting his ass, doing his thing, and it's yeah. uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and then like I said, you know, uh, you were talking about some of the challenges he had very early on too. He had some; it was rough when you was mentioning, like I said, when he couldn't get that product anymore. It was yeah. Yeah, they've been through. They've been through it, and yeah. they uh, persevere, right? And they, yeah. they make it happen. Do whatever yeah. it takes to move forward. So that's uh, yeah, that's something that I really respect, and it's like well, yeah. I mean, it, nothing is easy in life, right? Like, no job is easy. But what what Nestor and Mariana did to get the company to where they yeah. got it is, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Like, that was like, it's a grind. 
to yeah. grind and they they did it they did it and they did it now it's up to us just to you know continue that continue the growth and uh, i think we're doing we're doing a pretty good job but it it's different i tell them all the time like it's different he's like well your spot's not not that easy and i was like yeah but what you did is like <laughs> it's close to impossible right like yep. you're you're not the only two that came from cuba like with a dream right and, and look what you guys did yeah so it's uh it's amazing no, no, God bless them on that. It's it's great, and you've done a fantastic job too. I mean, uh, you've doing this a while too, so uh, yeah, keep up your great work. A- anything else that I didn't cover, maybe that you want to mention? I think we covered we covered most of everything. We got we got to talk about some of the new things and exciting things that we got we got going on and moving forward in the pipeline, which is yep. which is the main thing, which is yep. great. We're, I hit that battle excited. Ship, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're excited to get to get those out in the market and just. Um, we're working on now a new campaign with Nestor too, trying to update like uh, I feel like all the images and whatnot we've had in years past. Um, they kind of are where they are. They got a little bit stale. So Gabriel's actually one that he recommended. You know, we should we should get some new images, get some new things going. So we're I working saw on it was a photo shoot of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah we just I did mean, it on Tuesday. Yeah, so yeah. He, the guy's like he's a machine. He's crazy. <laughs> he is. He is. Like, he's just so comfortable, right? He's like there, and I'm like cracking jokes and the whole thing. And the guy's yeah. like in his he's in his zone. It's like the Zoolander. Yeah, <laughs> but he's just—he's—he's he's awesome. He's awesome, and he loves it. He loves yeah. that whole—that whole thing. So that yeah. was—that was a cool day to be able to go out there and do that with him and get get everything done, so we can get some new imagery out there. That's uh, awesome. That's yeah, awesome for him because it's just been like, like through the COVID COVID time and all that, it kind of put like a halt, obviously, to everybody's kind of nor- like normality. Uh-huh. But for Nestor, you got to imagine a guy that's like always traveling. He's always out and about. And then to get that and just like to hit the brakes on that, like that was yeah. a big, a big, big change um, for him. But we adapted and we we moved forward with it. But it's something that, you know, he's like, all right, I'm ready. Let's get let's get back into the market. You know, let's let's go see the people. He loves being in stores and seeing yep. the consumers and the theaters. No, that's I mean, his events he's all about. His events have always been some of the best ones. Yeah. Uh, and, and just him showing up there. It's like, uh, you know, it, it's an event. So, yeah um he's just funny man he's like the stories and like it the relate the way that he relates like yeah. with any group is is amazing right it's yeah. like it doesn't male female yeah. white black latin it doesn't matter like whoever like he'll get into a store and within 30 minutes like he's 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 in it like he's yeah. in it and he's talking to them and he's he he really like prides himself on be, being able to like just like relate to what's going on or the conversation that's happening at a certain time and just like moving forward with it, which is amazing. He's he is one of a kind, that's for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jets. I got a few questions before we hit that second segment. These are actually yeah. a precursor to the second segment. But mm-hmm. all right. So this is our cattle baron steak question of the night. And this is related to steak. Okay. And I want to know what is your favorite steakhouse? And then uh, I was gonna ask Nestor if he was on what his favorite steakhouse is. If you know Nestor's, you could you could right. say it too, but I want to know. I can say Nestor's too. Okay, yeah. 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 So yeah. so Nestor's is burned in Tampa, one hundred percent. How did I guess? That, <laughs> that's that's his go-to. That's uh um that's definitely his his go-to. Right. We do a Bennett Vincent's. He's always like that's part of the trip. Yeah, like it's always like that has to be done the night before yeah. the event. They always do that. So that that's definitely definitely his spot. Um, for me, it changes. Like unfortunately, we don't have uh never really had like a great steakhouse down in Miami. We have good ones, but it's more, it's more about like the experience or whatnot. Um, there's one now in, in Briggles called Dirty French that, that I like a lot. So that'd probably be my number one steakhouse right now in Miami. Nice. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. Yeah. It's real good. I'll and it's, it's still got the vibe feel to it, but 
a lot of the places we have here in Miami have a great vibe, great experience, great drinks, the music's there, everything's popping, but the food never like makes it to it's that up. level of the rest of the stuff. But this place has the, the quality of the food is is very good. The steaks are are phenomenal. That's good. So when yeah. Nestor goes to burn, he doesn't need a reservation. He just shows up there, right? <laughs> I, I think he does it through Vincent's. I think they, oh, they okay. and they get him a spot. But I know <laughs> that uh and I think it's the GM. The GM there that he's always talking to me about the GM yeah. of the cigars. I think it's been right. the same guy for a while. Uh, and right. he always gets there and he gets there, he always once a year. But he gets there and it's like they've seen each other last week. Like right, they're, exactly. They're buddies and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to have a good time with them. I, I had to pull a string to get in. So uh -huh. that's that's what I was saying. Yeah. I've never been, so I gotta I gotta tell him that we gotta we gotta make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh this next question, we call this our tobacco USA ties that bind. So here's what the ties that bind. Here's what this means. Okay. It's the name of a Bruce Springsteen song. And so that's where this was inspired from. And right. I, I'm going to name three things, right? And these three things, you have to tell me what they all have in common. Okay, let's go. Okay. All right. Yep. And, uh, yep. So here are the three things, okay? The first thing is a rope. You know, a rope. A rope. Yep. yep. Got it. The second thing is a shark. Shark. All right. And the third thing is a car battery. A rope, a shark, and a car battery. Jeez. A rope, a shark, car battery. What they have in common. You got me stumped on that one. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. All right. They're all things you jump. <laughs> You jump, <laughs> you jump rope, you jump the shark, uh huh, and you jump a car battery instead. Okay, I would have never gotten that. <laughs> it depends. Sometimes, sometimes people get them, and sometimes people don't. Yeah, right. It, it they're meant to they're meant to twist. Jump you. the shark. You need to explain that one to me. I don't know. What oh, okay, you don't know what jump the shark is. No. So no. okay, there's an expression called jump the shark. Okay. Okay. And it's an expression when Something like reaches its peak and goes uh -huh. downhill. Okay. You jump the shark. Now, this came from a TV show in the 1970s called Happy Days. Okay. And, and it was this character called the Fonz. And, he, and they had an episode where he's water skiing and he jumps a shark water skiing. Okay. And people said right after that's when the show went downhill. Okay. So that's where the saying came from. That's where the saying came from. So, yeah, it, it may be a little before you. Yeah, so it's called – so for a while, there was an expression with TV shows. They say TV shows jump the shark. Uh -huh. where they, they start to go downhill at that point. All right. I'm gonna see, when I see you in Vegas, I'm going to use it. You tell me if I use it properly. Okay. We'll, <laughs> I'll hold you to that. We'll definitely do that, yeah. Got it. So, so like, right. you know, I, I haven't said your cigars have jumped the shark yet. So that's <laughs> – Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. I All appreciate right. that. All right. So the University of Miami's football program jumped the shark. Does that work? They already reached their peak and they're on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and usually there's no return. <laughs> That's it. Agreed. So That's what I meant. Because you're kind of on the upswing again yeah, now. So, right. yeah. UM is not returning ever. They jumped yeah. the shark. They're they're done. The shark. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, yeah there you go there you go you can what else we got all right so i gotta do uh i just gotta do a few more reads and then i'll, I'll go in there's a few more rapid fire questions i got sweet all right so let me just kind of mention a few of our other uh, folks uh, i want to mention tailored smoke 
Located in the heart of Charlotte's downtown epicenter and now outside the Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina, Tailored Smoke is your one-stop shop for a tailored smoking experience. And uh, by Jerry Tobacco. The authentic Carole leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the Golden Age discussion, Cuba was a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it's one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastron Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Carojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Carojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Carojo. Now with Jerry Tobacco, who and Husso have brought their very own brand to market and each contain the authentic Carojo leaf. Aladino is available in a wide variety of blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Candela, and each represent the golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. Now available at your local retailer, be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every draw. I want to mention Corona Cigar Company. At Corona Cigar Company, they take fact that they are cigar fanatics just like you. That's why you'll find the uh, best selection of the rarest and finest premium cigars available anywhere in the world. Plus, they have special limited edition cigars available exclusively to Corona Cigar Company from famous international cigar makers such as Perdone, Rocky Patel, Drew Estate, and Agonarsa Leaf. They have the best selection, best customer service, and money-saving cigar discount prices. But don't just take their word for it. Forbes Magazine selected Corona Cigar Company as best of the web. Corona Cigar was voted a top five internet cigar retailer by Smoke Magazine. Cigar Aficionado wrote, Corona Cigar Company, the largest, best stock cigar shops in America. Place an order online at www.coronacigar or visit one of Corona's four Central Florida cigar superstores and cigar bars and see for yourself why Corona Cigar Company is the ultimate cigar experience. And I just want to mention again, our friends at Cavalier Geneve. Remember, join the inner circle and follow uh, Cavalier Cigars on Instagram at Cavalier underscore cigars dot com. And of course, that Facebook page, Cavalier Geneve Cigars. That's Geneve, G-E-N-E-V-E. You can visit your local tobacco. Join that movement that is Cavalier Cigars because they're consistently regarded highly by cigar lovers everywhere, as well as high ratings by the cigar industry press. You want to follow them on Instagram at Cavalier underscore cigars because they do some very unique giveaways throughout the whole year. Cavalier Cigars, Smoke Gold, Say Gold. And our segment now is our Alec Bradley Live True segment, sponsored by Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley. Visit alecbradley.com to find out more about their cigars. Live True. All right, and Aaron's joined us here. I made it. You made it. So we just got through the first segment with Jason there. Nice. Sorry, I missed What's up, Aaron? How you doing? How's it going, Jason? Yep. Pretty good. Pretty yep. good. No, it's all good. Uh, hope to hope uh, you did you did you uh, yell at any umpires tonight or no? No, umpires are fantastic in the league we're in, so I don't have to yell at them. No robots <laughs> needed, right? Uh, nah, they, they they're pretty robotic, but that's good. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So why is this? Do you have you have a problem with the umpires normally, or? Yeah, I hate them. Love it. Uh, baseball <laughs> should get rid of them as quickly as possible. As soon as they can figure out how this uh, whole robot thing works, it's, uh, they're done. All right, love it. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Aaron, you missed all the football talk. So uh, that's you, okay. You, uh, I think you did want to miss that. Yeah. yeah. We, we covered, we covered the football <laughs> stuff earlier on any F1. So, uh, you, you, uh, I could talk F1, but yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's true. You could, you do do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're actually, uh, in the Alec Bright Loop true segment. So I got some, uh, rapid fire questions for Jason here. Um, and, uh, no so more Jay- jump the shark coop. All yeah. right. 
So Jason, somebody jumped the shark. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know what jump the shark was. I felt bad. Yeah, good, good for him, man. He's is, probably is got spending his time doing useful things and yeah. staying up on pop culture. Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, so Jason, I may have, you may have already answered this one. Um, these these first two, but we'll, we'll just do many. So we talked sports. But what is your favorite spectator sport? Football. Oh, so it is football. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is there any others that you get into besides that? I like basketball. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the Seminoles and the Heat. Those are my two. My two teams. Yeah, we we uh, my team's the Sixers. They just shit the bread tonight. Yeah. They did. I yeah. was watching. I had that <laughs> right here on top of the screen. <laughs> yeah, they they that was the one. That was the one that they needed to win. They need to win. It's over now. They're not going to win game seven in Boston. So. I mean, they've done well there, though. They've done well in Boston. I know, but if they got it, it'd be weird that they would win the series three in Boston and they haven't been a good road team this year. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to flip this question a little, Jason, to you. And um, this is now participation sport. Is there, I mean, a sport you like to do? Oof. So that's changed a lot, like through okay. the years, obviously. That's fine. Yeah. So. Now I find myself playing a lot of golf and tennis. And the younger version of me would said that was super weak. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's what I, I play a lot of golf with my friends and um, starting to get into tennis now. My wife wanted to start playing. So we have a there's a school right right nearby. It's a couple of blocks away that they they're big into pickleball. Mm. So we started playing that. I mean, I, we only played a couple of times, but I. I can see like the fun in that. Like it's it's definitely a cool sport. You got a lot of controls. The paddle's much smaller. Um, but yeah, that's where that's where I'm at now. Tennis is. I've played tennis, and it is one of the most enduring sports. I've, it, it really takes a lot of energy to do. You I really, love it. People I, don't like, realize. People don't realize it either. Yeah. And I've taken people to play tennis, and I could see they get they get they get winded really quick. You yeah, really quick in that. Yeah, even if you're playing doubles, yeah, I um, it's it's a lot of energy. I I don't have the energy anymore to do it. I'll be honest with you, but but yeah, I I do. I I still love watching tennis too. So, uh huh. Yeah, tennis is getting better again. It was a problem there for a while. It was just the same guys over and over and yeah. over and over. Now yeah. at least there's a nice a nice uh that yeah. crop of younger guys in it now yeah. that they're yeah. uh pretty exciting. I think Netflix does a great job with all this. Like we were talking about the F one uh yeah. show, Aaron. They have one yeah. for tennis. They have one the for golf. The golf one was pretty good, too. The golf I one like badass. It. Joel yeah. Damon is the man. Yep. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the 70 yeah. best, 70th best golfer. Why not me? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, Still you know, get paid, man. Still get paid. Like, yo, 70. why don't you try to win? Like, you could <laughs> yeah. probably win. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, you know, growing up in New York, that one time of year when the, when the U.S. Open comes to New York City, it, 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 for two weeks, New York City's all about tennis. It's nothing else but tennis. Yeah. Uh, and it was big when I was growing up because McEnroe, a local kid, was doing really good at, at mm -hmm. the U.S. Open. So right. that was really when it was the heyday. Uh, you had the local kid there. But uh, Miami has a tennis tournament. They just had one recently, right? Yeah, uh, Miami Open. Right where, the, right where the F1 was, yeah. Yeah, they used to have it in an area called Key Biscayne. Um, so it was like a little tighter, like more homey feel uh -huh. to it. And it was awesome. We were Not every year, but when we could, we would go. And you just have an amazing time. Um, I haven't been to the new one, but for the people that I know that have gone, it's still a great experience, but it's just different. It's, it's huge now. So it's yeah. like a huge thing. So it, it's, it's become Miamiized, I guess is the best way to say it. Cause the, yeah. the one in Key Biscayne was, 
it was uh, homies like the the easy, the best way to say it. it was like very like it was small a lot of people obviously right but it was a, a much smaller property and it was it was a lot of fun but i need to check the check out the miami open see how it is in the new in the new spot yeah yeah um i just i remember i heard something i mean my, and that's they've had yeah for a long time that miami tournament's been on the radar yeah on the tennis tour yeah yeah we got to go um this year i went the first time to my first golf tournament and we went to the phoenix open oh that shit is crazy <laughs> That yeah, was so talk about a party, right? Fun. Oh my. And it was Super Bowl weekend too. Yeah. yeah. So it was like that, that's that place like was packed. Everything was packed. It was it was a really good time. And we got yeah. to uh we got to be at the the, the 16th hole and see the whole madness and all that. So it was yeah, it was a good time. It was a really good time. We went with my <laughs> wife and a couple of different uh, like friends of ours, couples. We all went out there and we, nice. we really enjoyed it. It was it was a good time, but I I can't think that all golf tournaments are like that obviously. No, no, no. <laughs> but that one was awesome try to augusta and watch yourself get kicked out <laughs> yeah exactly for sure for sure Be like no you this is not for you get out yeah. of here <laughs> you know every year my day job i well, my old day job not this one but i used to get tickets to the masters and i'd have to take a customer and i i, I never went right because um basically i didn't want to go <laughs> So, but I couldn't give the tickets away to like a friend. So I usually gave it to someone else in the company. What? Um, yeah, but I had, everyone was asking me for those tickets. Um, cool. Your day jobs are fucking oh. awesome. You go to F1, you <laughs> yeah, go to the Masters. <laughs> F1 I went to. F1 Can I be I a client of yours? This- yeah. I- <laughs> I'll go to any of them. I'm down. I'm, I, I, I'm telling you, man. This was this F1 thing was like Nesta Miranda level. I can just tell you that. Yeah. No, I was telling you, I wish I could have taken people. I just couldn't. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, we do a lot of client entertaining, you know, again, we were talking beforehand. That's kind of like part of the job. So, right. Yeah. All right. Let's turn back to Miami here. So Jason, you've been living in Miami a long time, right? Tell us, something about, tell us something about that's really good about living in Miami that people may not know. Oh, that people don't know that people may not know. Yeah. Something maybe a little off the grid or something like that. Yeah. So one thing that has uh, a positive that's come through with COVID is the influx of great restaurant owners that we've got into Miami. We, like we talked about it earlier, we always had like the restaurant scene with the vibe and the music and a great time, but the food never really was on par with the uh-huh. time that you had. But now we from Chicago, from New York, from LA, we've gotten so many uh, hospitality groups that have come into the city and it's like, they just hit it running and they have five, six, seven, eight different restaurants and experiences that they bring to the table now. So I think that's for people that have been to Miami in the past and always like, Oh, it's a great time. It's a party. Uh, but it's really ends there. It, it's a different experience now, just with the different restaurants that the restaurant groups that we have that have come in. And it's like, it's a great time. Um, one thing that I love recently, well, not recently, I've kind of rediscovered it in Miami. It's something I had in New York, but I can't get it is kosher deli. Uh-huh. And there's some great kosher deli in South Florida and Miami beach. Yeah. Like yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, so uh, yeah, in the beach, there's there's a couple good ones out oh, there too. Oh, yeah, I really, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was like so. That's yeah. kind of been my thing lately is I've been doing that. Uh, and then there's the hot dog place, uh, Ar- Ar- Arbiters. Arbiters, you went to yeah. Arbiters? Yeah, that's right. I grew up right. I'm like right in that area. <laughs> I'm Bird Road. I'm Bird Road. I yes, went there sir. Sunday. I was there Sunday. Yes, sir, that place <laughs> there, is, right? is a staple. Yeah, like, that's been there forever. A couple of my yeah. buddies worked there in high school. I'm sorry, I went there Friday. Friday, I went there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that place that's that's the go-to spot. Yeah. Coop knows this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was directed there. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah. So you know the right people to talk to. That's yeah, it. exactly. That's yeah, exactly. It means you know. Yeah. 
All right. What's your dream car you want to drive? My dream car that I want to drive. I'm not like a, a huge car guy. Okay. So it's not really like a, so Nestor's for no some Nestor's reason I have like an obsession right now with a with a pickup. And my kids are like, you can't drive a pickup. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I want a pickup. <laughs> That's what I want. And they're like, well, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I like a pickup right now. Like I never have for whatever reason. I think some new ones have come out that are really nice. I'm like, I, I, I want a pickup. So yeah. that's, but I'm not really like into like the, okay. too much into that. You know, my boys, when they got to ride in the back of a pickup once, it was like the biggest throw for them. Like they were thrilled, like they had never done it. And they got to do it on like a, a private farm actually. Uh-huh. And they thought it was the greatest thing. Like, like riding on the back of a pickup. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. This is great. I, like, I, I love like the the tailgate experience. Like I love that. Like yeah. we'll go to dolphin games and I, the dolphin games for me is probably the most enjoyable like sporting event to go to because I'm not like with the, with the Seminoles when I go to those games. It's like if they lose, I'm shit. Like for a week, I'm in a bad mood and I hate it. But the <laughs> Dolphins is like win or loss. I really don't care that much. But like I'm there to tailgate, have a good time, watch the game. They win, great. They lose, like I don't really care. So. They I see the guys with the pickups and I have pickup envy because they got all their shit in their pickup and they just throw in the pickup and they leave and it's like so easy. And we're like, they're on a mission to try to get everything in. I'm like, I think that's probably where, where my pickup obsession started. Nice. So. so when you go to like a Seminole game though, that's like a, that's a much more of a, that's a long trip for you actually. So Yeah. So we'll have um, a couple of friends that, that live in the area or boosters that'll, that'll drive up from closer areas than Miami. So we can kind of just piggyback in with them. That's good. Because every go to, if I have to bring my car packed and go up there. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. do you go to all the games, a few games a year? How do you do it? So go to like two games a year. I used to. Um, <laughs> but my daughter actually just finished her freshman year in Florida State. So okay. dad needs to go see his daughter. So this year, I think I went to like five games. Yeah. So it, it's it's awesome. If I could go to more, I would go to more. It's uh, I, I love being there. I love the town. I love the people. I love the team, obviously. And it, yeah. it's quick. I mean, it's a short flight for us. Fly up, get there Friday night, have some dinner, go to sleep, wake up, tailgate game, and set yeah. Sunday morning fly back. So it's it's efficient and it's it's awesome. I love it. Nice, good for you. All right, so this is the one question that may could put you on the spot here. Give Let's me a cool Nesta Miranda story that no one knows. Oh my god, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> we got a cool Nesta Miranda. I have a lot yeah, of like a story about Nesta. Like, yeah, oh. something really cool about him. Like, yeah, that people may not know. I was gonna ask him this question too. I, okay, I, I, so I left it in. The one that I like the best is, um, and I might butcher it a little bit, but it's still gonna be a good story. Okay, he was so when he came to the United States, he went into the uh, army training for an invasion on Cuba. So I don't know mm. if you've heard this. Have you heard this? No, I haven't. Cool. I haven't. No, okay. I've heard of the right. invasion, but yeah. Right. Okay. So he's there. He never actually, um, man, I don't know. The, he was never active, right? Like they never actually did anything happen. He was, he was discharged, I guess is the word. He never right. actually went to war, but he was in a training for this. So, and they had him in his barracks where uh, they were all Cubans. Nobody spoke English. And then they had their one, the head, the general or whatever, the barrack. It's a Cuban guy. And he was like, always trying to keep them in line. So Nasser says one day, He's out of the barrack. He's just walking and he's walking. And then um, he sees like a black Lincoln, two black Lincolns going by with the flags, the U.S. flags. And he's just walking down the dirt road and the first car passes by. He just walks right by and the second car passes by and he just keeps walking by. And the car stopped. He doesn't notice. And he's like, soldier, soldier. And he turns around and he's like, 
like pointing at himself like are you talking to me like he doesn't even like he knows soldier soldado in spanish right. and he's like me they're like soldier come here come here and then the, he gets there close and they grab the flag and they're showing the flag they're like this is the general you salute the general <laughs> and he's like salute the general Salute the general. And he says that he must have done it like 45 times that he saw the general in the car cracking up laughing. And he's like, salute the general. Salute the general. And the cars, he said the cars were leaving and he was just looking at it, just like saluting the general. The whole way. And then he goes back to the barracks and he talks to the, the head of the barracks. And he's like, man, you're not going to understand. You don't know what happened to me. And he's like, what happened? He's like, these two black Lincolns drove by and some guy came out and he was telling me, salute the general. Salute the general, but I didn't know what it was, but I just kept doing it. He's like, you did not salute the general? And he's like, why would I do that? I don't even know him. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy told him, these Cubans are going to ruin this army. And then yep. that was the end of it. So was, <laughs> I think that was pretty funny. There's just a story like, uh, just coming from Cuba, he didn't speak English. He didn't even know the rules or what it is or anything. He just walks by this guy. And then to have the general inside, like cracking up, laughing at this guy. <laughs> like he didn't know. But it's a, it's a funny, it's a That's funny a good story. one. That is a good one. Yeah. He did good with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he gives me too much ammunition. He's got, <laughs> he's got great, great, great stories. He's, he's the fucking man. Uh, so if you had a reality show about you, what would the title of that reality show be? I would have a reality show about Nestor. <laughs> that, that, is, that, that would be where it's at. But my wife and my mother-in-law would never allow it. But that would be must-see TV or be on the eighth season. Like, everybody would be all about it. Like, that would be the one. He would be, they would have shirts. Everybody would wear his glasses. Like, he's meant for that. Like, that's, like, that's the thing. That's awesome. Right, so he needs to, like, write a book or, like, do something. I'm like, yeah. oh, let's just sit down and start writing shit down. He's like... <laughs> So many stories, like uh, yeah. like just cool shit that's like happened to him. I'll give you one more story. Yeah, like, go ahead. Um, so he comes to uh, comes to the United States, gets to Miami first. Um, he was already dating Mariana at the time, and she was in LA. So he's like, you know what? Um, I, I gotta go. That's where my girl is. I need to be there. I need to find her. So gets in his car with a buddy of his, goes cross country, drives. They start whatever, meet each other, starts working. So he starts working in the Beverly Hills Hotel as a busboy at the restaurant. You heard this one, Cooper? No, No, I have not. No. Okay, so he's, he's working as a busboy, and he says he learned a lot there. He learned English there because just by listening, he started kind of picking up on things. He said that he learned a lot about a lot of stuff because he would just listen to people as he was cleaning, and he caught on to a lot of things. So worked there for a while, moved on, and did work other jobs. Um, then he eventually got on with Southern, uh, Southern Wine and Spirits and was able to win one of their – annual trips that it was to LA. And before that trip started, he told his wife, he was, you know what? Like a dream of mine has always been to stay in the Beverly Hills hotel. Like he's like, that would be awesome. You know, I worked there as a bus, blah, 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 whatever. We're going to do it. We're going to spend the money and we're going to stay there one night before like the event starts for Southern wine. So they go, they check in the front desk and um, he's just staring like at the restaurant and more specifically staring like at one of the bus boys working. And he gets, he's an emotional guy. He gets like a little emotional. And then the, the, the lady at the counter uh, checking him in was like, oh, Mr. Miranda, is everything okay? And he's like, yeah, that used to be me. And she's like, oh, like she doesn't understand. Like, what is this guy talking about? And she's like, excuse me? And he's like, that, that kid there is a busboy. Like, that used to be me. I was a busboy here in this hotel. And she was like, you have to be kidding me. And he's like, no, I, I, I worked here. And she's like, and now you're staying in this hotel? She's like, yeah. She's like, 
is it okay if, if I share this story? And he says, yeah, of course. So he goes up to, they go up to the room, they check in the whole thing and the phone rings. And it's the general manager of the hotel inviting him to brunch the next morning in his office. Oh, if he nice. like grace him with your presence, whatever to come. And, yeah. And we, we want to talk to you about this story and the whole thing. So he hangs up the phone and he looks at his wife and she's like, who was that? She's like, the general manager of the hotel wants to have brunch with me. <laughs> nice. And she's like, what? And she's like, yeah, yeah, about the story and all that. And my mother in law was like, this guy was like the top of the world. Like he was just like yeah. so like proud of that. And they went there and they had like a couple executives from the hotel all showed up. And uh, they had some brunch, they had some drinks. They were just talking about the whole thing. And then like his whole uh, progression from when he worked there to now and how he's done what he's done and all that. So that's a cool story, like a, a success story of like the grind of yeah. like where you start and like where, where you end up. So he's, he's, he's seen a lot in his life. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, you know, you know Jason, these stories preserve them somehow is, is my advice. I lost my dad last year and, you know, we've tried to preserve some of the stories, but I'm just telling you these stories, you got to find a way to preserve them mm -hmm. for future generations. It, right. it really, really is. Yeah. Cause he's a great, story. yeah, it really is. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So it's, I'll just tell you, it's a good thing to have. All right. So, Jason, I want to wrap up with one last thing with you. This is baseball related. Okay. Uh, how much are you into baseball? Uh, not that much. But okay. We'll I'll, have you stick, I'll be stick around anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, but all right. So, this is our Espinoza. Uh, this day in sports history, sponsored by Espinoza Cigars, makers of award winning cigars such as Espinoza, uh, 601, and Knuckle Sandwich. Espinoza Cigars, smoke Espinoza. Smoke Espinosa every day. So this is our this day in sports history. These are baseball related. Aaron, I'm throwing a second one in here for you tonight. Okay. All right. Uh, Aaron, can Aaron be my phone a friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you're, you're probably not going to get these, Jason. Right. All right. I'm going to try to guess, anyways. But this first one is Miami related. Okay. Okay. Because this pitcher pitched the first no hitter in this team's history, which is the uh, Florida Marlins. Who is that pitcher? Oof. In 1996. Charlie Huff. It's not Charlie Huff. <laughs> um, how many guesses do I get? Can I just start ripping them? You can rip them. Yep. You can rip. I'll get I'll just, I'll just get Levon out. Hernandez. He's not Levon Hernandez. Josh Beckett. No. Shit. The other guy that pitched second to Josh Beckett. It starts with it. It's a it's initials for his first name, maybe. Try that one. Initials for his first name. Yep. Aaron's got oh, it. Oh, shit. Um, Aaron's, Aaron's got he threw a no, no hitter, but he, he had like I think like twelve walks. Not the D train, right? Not Dontrell. No, Willis? not Dontrell. She's actually from where I'm, where I live. But uh, uh, initials for his first name. Initials for his first name. Yeah, his not, initials not, are yeah. Like like Anthony Junior. <laughs> I don't know. AJ. AJ. Johnson. AJ. Starts with a B. Last name starts with a B. AJ Brown. Close. Ben. Kevin Brown was would have been that one. AJ yeah. Burnett. Burnett, I wouldn't have got that one. Oh, it's okay. not AJ Burnett. What? Lighter. Outlighter. Oh, shit. He's Charlie Huff, old like Charlie Huff. Was close. Outlighter, <laughs> first mole hitter in Marlins. AJ Burnett was later anyway, right? Yeah. He was in the 2000s. Yep, yep. It was Outlighter. So, and you said Al. That's why I said I figured you knew it, right? Oh, okay. Al, I was thinking AJ. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I'm throwing a bonus question. And Jason, this is a it's much tougher. tougher one, okay? So Tougher. Perfect. All right. Jump the yeah. shark. Yeah. All right. <laughs> in 1997, okay. Mm -hmm. um, the, That's uh, actually the year after AJ Burnett 
Yeah. Uh, pitched a no hitter. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. So in 1997, this team lost its 17th straight game. And in the seventh, and after that seventeenth game, the manager was fired. Who was the manager? Oh God! And he was he was fired. He was not fired by the team. He was fired by baseball. Do you know this one, Aaron? Ah, this he's a ninety-seven. Like a, a famous coach, like I don't know. Seventy-seven. He coach after seventy-seven. He never oh, wow. co- he never managed again. Oh, sorry. Man, I, and, I'll give, is... and I'll give you one hint. On that 17 game losing streak, he only managed the he only managed the 17th game. He managed one game and then he was removed by baseball, never to manage again. This is like that's what most obscure. When you get it, it like, when you get okay, the Did answer he was a well known manager prior to that. He was never managed before that. He managed one game. He managed was one he game a... in his career. Okay, so this is somebody that was like. A player before? He was not yeah. a player before, but he was with okay. the team. With the team. 77. They lost 16 in a row. This guy became the manager for one game, and then baseball said, you're never going to manage again. Was this Steinbrenner? Close. Ted Turner. Ted Turner. Uh, the owner of the Braves. He really? put himself in as manager. And they said, no, an owner can't. After that, they said, (laughs) yep, they said, nope. Uh, They put a rule in saying a manager cannot have an owning interest in a team after that. And he was, and he was, and he was never to manage again. Coop, your questions are hard as shit. Yeah, Um, they are. (laughs) Oh, that's because Aaron gets them every week. So you get, all right. So uh, you stumped my phone, a friend, on both questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to do the Florida State trivia next time, see if I can get you. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. But, uh, hey, Jason, we want to thank you very much for being on the show tonight. Uh, we do appreciate it. Um, look, I really look forward to seeing you at PCA this year. So, uh, Always appreciate being on here with you guys. Yeah. Whenever, whenever you have me back, I'm always ready and willing. Hopefully next time we can get, we'll get Nestor on here. It'll be yep. a different, different conversation, that's for yep. sure. I know he's sipping cocktails but, somewhere or something right now. But, <laughs> but it'll, be, it'll, be, uh, it'll be a good time. No, I appreciate both of you guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, Jason, thank, thank you, Jason. you very much. Best of luck to you. Yeah. Uh, thanks again. It was really, uh, you know, great conversation. Some, like I said, really honest conversation. So I appreciate that. All good. Thank you, guys. Appreciate All right. Take, All, right. All right. That's Jason All Wood right. of uh, Miami Cigar and Company here. Um, Aaron, it was actually a pretty, really good interview we had with Jason because he, he talked a lot about the struggles they had with uh, online, the online piece and how it oh, okay. for a while. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting on that. We hit that very early on, though. So, uh, but uh, do appreciate you joining. So, we got one more segment. Um, what I'll do is I'll do the reads and we get into that one. All right. So, first, uh, I want to mention um, J.C. Newman Cigar Company, founded in 1895 by Julius Caesar Newman. J.C. Newman Cigar Company is the oldest family owned premium cigar maker in America. For four generations and 127 years, J.C. Newman has been handcrafting many of the world's finest cigars. J.C. Newman is headquartered in an iconic 113-year-old cigar factory in the Ybor City National Historic Landmarks District of Tampa, Florida. At the factory known as Elmer Hole, J.C. Newman is premium cigars by hand and hand-operated antique cigar machines, including the All-American Cigar, the American, and now the Angel Cuesta. J.C. Newman's pension factory is the second largest in Nicaragua. It's with Brickhouse, Perla de Mar, El Baton, Quorum, and Yago cigars are hand-rolled. 
J.C. Newman's Diamond Crown, Maximus Julius Caesar, and Black Diamond Cigars are handmade by tobacco A. Fuente in the Dominican Republic. With longtime partners, the Arturo Fuente family, the Newmans founded the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, which supports low-income families in the Dominican Republic with education, health care, vocational training, and clean water. Visit jcnewman.com to learn more. And by Casa Cuevas Cigars. The Cuevas family has five generations of experience in cigar making. For many years, they have manufactured cigars from many industry leaders out of the Las Lagos factory in the Dominican Republic. Now, the Cuevas family has brought their very own brand to market with Casa Cuevas Cigars. Be sure to trade our latest release, the Sangre Nueva. And, of course, try the Casa Cuevas and the Cuevas Reserva cigars. And if they don't carry it, be sure to ask your old Cudillo for Casa Cuevas cigars. Casa Cuevas cigars, from our casa to yours. And we're going to get into our Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust segment, industry deliberation segment, sponsored by Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. There's no deliberation when it comes to Dumbarton's track record since launching in 2015. This has included eight consecutive top three appearances on the Halfway Consensus, including number one cigar of the year in 2020 with the Mikarita Tricky Traka, and number one in 2022 with the Mikarita Black Saka Khan. Visit DT Cigars to find a purveyor that carries the brands of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. All right, Aaron, this segment was actually inspired from what we did last night. Okay. Um, it's I, I call this like things that surprise you, things that came out of left field. Um, okay. And uh, we we did, and I'll kind of you you'll kind of see why it was inspired from last night. It was actually something Bear brought up last night, but it played into the whole. Uh, we did last night the smoking syndicate of a Macanudo Flint Knoll. Okay. Um, and I'll kind of start this one off because then I can kind of tell you where I went with it. Um, the first question is, what cigar did you have low expectations from that like totally surprised you? And it could be any cigar, recent or par back. My answer is from last night. Okay. Because we smoked this Macanudo Flint uh, Noel, Churchill, yeah. Churchill, and we all loved it. And we, okay. it, I'm telling you, it was, in my opinion, it's the best thing General's done in years. It's the best Macanudo I ever had. And we all scored it the same, 91. So Okay. So it, it hit me from left field. I didn't, I, there was no way I had such a low expectation. I had not lifted that. I had lifted Toro up and I wasn't impressed by it. And most people have said the Toro, I know you pick on me about these sizes, but right. I had low expectations after smoking the Toro. Like, oh, all right, we're going to do this. I'm going to pick on, I'm going to end up blaming Justin for this. And it surprised right. me. It was a really good cigar there. Okay. So is there something that <clears throat> had, Past, present, whatever that that kind yeah, of yeah. This is in. tough. Um, yeah, as I'm trying to go through my mental journal of cigars to try to figure this one out. Um, these are probably gonna be four tough ones too. Yeah, this is just um, wish I had some research time on this, but um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm trying to just looking at a list to see if nothing jogs my memory. Any cigar you gave a seven to, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I, I have good, ex, I have high expectations of every cigar, so it's tough. Yeah. Like something I'm going into with low expectations, yeah, kind of tough. Um, man, I know there are ones out there that are like that. I'm just, just mm, I just like find a brand that like just jumps out at me. Yeah, and the second one's gonna be a brand related one, like a brand yeah. that you tried for the first time and surprised you. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit. 
I'm not really sure. I'm struggling with this. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, go ahead. We we don't have to uh, make you labor. Mm-hmm. I'll ask you a question. I'll ask you a question. Okay. So one cigar that I was really surprised about, and you gave it a very high rating, mm-hmm. was that Villaga La Fortean Clan, what they were calling the Lancero. Right. Was that a big surprise for you on that one? Because that surprised me even that I liked that cigar. Uh, yeah, I think it was surprising that it scored that high, but I don't think I win it. I don't think I would necessarily win into this cigar with low expectations. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I'm I'm probably going to struggle with, um, uh, you know, that something that I think I had low ex- expectations with. Um, uh, it's probably going to be a, a, you know, a brand that I've had low expectations for. And then there was a cigar in there that kind of. Yeah, that's the second question. Shocked actually. me. But, um, that's the second one, actually. So we yeah. Uh, all right, I'll give you one. Okay. So the Jason Crawl Munchies uh, Rocky Road, okay. I had pretty low expectations for. It didn't blow me away, but like it was a pretty well done cigar for what it, you know, what it was. Um, so I think that one that one surprised me, and I had low expectations because I just don't. I just haven't had the experience from a flavored cigar that I think, you know, I don't know if it necessarily can be done, but like it, how it's promised to you as to what you should expect from the cigar. So I, I guess I could throw that one out there as a, as a surprising, yeah, surprising cigar. Okay. I, try, I, know a lot of, I know a lot of people don't agree with me on that one, but I will, I will say that. Okay. I mean, it's, I, think it's, I think it's, I remember the review. I think it's a fair, I think it's a very fair one. All right, this one may be a little easier, and it said band. I meant brand in the second question. Um, so is there a brand that for the first time you smoked the brand, introduced us to the brand, and you're like, you had very low expectations out of the brand, and it was a surprise to you? Um, that could probably be said for probably a lot of new companies. Um, yeah. But... Uh, let's go with Crux. Um, like when that first brand, the brand first kind of came out, it, you know, it has kind of the weird like logo and kind of yeah. like, you know, go Crux yourself kind of thing, you know, slogan and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, it's interesting. Um, but man, they, like the first year they were like putting out fantastic cigars. It was like just, a, a, I think one of the most successful launches for a brand that I oh, can I recall. Agree. I agree. I mean, they're, you know, they have some cigars they've discontinued that were like the, the classic and the passport were like two I really loved, which I think at some point are coming back. But yeah, I mean, yeah. then then the then the limitadas and the, the connoisseurs came out. Yeah, I, that's a good one, actually. I have one that's more recent. Okay. Buffalo 10. Oh, for a cigar? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all three of those blends, again, I had pretty low expectations for that cigar. And I'm, I'm like I said, I, I was really surprised with all, especially the Connecticut, but all three of those just went above and beyond what I, I would never have expected that. Uh, you know, I got a sample at the show of that and, you know, I just smoked, lit them up for the heck of it. And I've actually picked up some of the five packs of that since then. So, yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, I think that Buffalo 10 with me was a, was a major surprise. Yeah. All right. These I think will be easier for you. Okay. you have, but except you may have so many to choose from. So, 
is there a cigar you had high expectations for and it just didn't deliver? I have a lot of them, but yeah, I mean, I, I could probably name off a ton. Um, but I'll do a very recent one. Yeah. Uh, and that was the lost and found, uh, the 22 minutes to midnight, Connecticut radiante. I'm in um, agreement with you on that. Yes. I'm in agreement. A lot of with people were like high on that, cigar, that yeah. cigar. And I was very interested to, cause I, you know, I, how much I love Connecticut's right. So I was like, Oh, these, all these guys are loving this Connecticut. I'm all in let's go. And I just, it wasn't for me. So that's, that's a disappointer, disappointing one for me. Oh Yeah. I, that's a good one. Um, I got a couple here. They're recent. Year of the Tiger last year was a huge letdown for me. You know, they were doing that. That I mean, they had that, you know, that wrapper with the tiger stripes on it that were kind of, you know, naturally put on there. Yeah. Um, I had liked the Zodiac cigars. That was the worst one I had. I like great concept, terrible blend. Yeah. I just thought it was, and people love that cigar and people were loving that cigar. Like I was seeing, I think it made the consensus. It was all on all these lists. And I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one, and I had real high expectations with this one. And I like this blend. It's not a brand that people may know a lot about, but I've liked their cigars on the brand. A La Galera. They came uh -huh. out with that Imperial Jade, the Cameroon. Yeah. That was awful. Yeah, I didn't I didn't dig it either. It was awful. Yeah. I mean, I just like I said, I hadn't had a bad La Galera cigar. I figured Cameroon, you know, they figured he, they know how to work with it. was just terrible, that cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then you know, I could say TAA cigars, but uh <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. And how about a brand now? A brand that you like, you heard a lot about this brand and the brand just never ever delivered for you. Like right at, you know, it just hasn't delivered for you. Well, I had one in mind, but it just delivered for me the other day. Um, but I I could still do it um because it was two two not good ones in a row. Um and that's uh Freud. I know Jay mentioned it in the comments, but yeah, the first two uh, launches. Freud was there. Freud was my mm. my answer too, but not, I haven't smoked the one you smoked yet. Yeah, not so good uh, from that. Um, and I have uh, and I have a similar experience. So I have like a, a series of two failures, and then a th you know the third time it starts to come come together, and that's Casa nineteen ten. The first, the Mexican version, the Nicaraguan right. version, not so good. Dominican starting to come around so who knows you know yeah uh well you you, you made me think of another one just now of the right. before i go to brand the lars teton grass <laughs> you i i okay i said because i liked i had a few of the lars tetons and i i enjoyed them and i said this grass is their most premium one right yeah. i should have known from the title <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a, uh, that was a, uh, not a good one for me. Yeah. Uh, with that one, yeah, that one was one that uh, consistently, um, missed for me. 
as a, as a, you know overall with that. Yeah. Uh, but I gotta go with another brand here. I gotta go with another brand. That's a tough one. Uh, gotta have a couple in mind here. Oh. This is one I, I didn't write down. <laughs> so, of course, uh, let's see if I have any other, other brands. Yeah, that, uh, I, I disappointed for me. Why didn't I write this down? Yeah. Uh, Arizona del Tobacco. Not, That's not impressed. Second one was better. The second one was better. The El Pupo. The El Pupo is much better. Yeah. Is it interesting? Yeah. It's very very pricey cigar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I should have wrote this down. So I, I put myself in this position too, and I had a whole bunch of these like on here. Yeah. Um, oh, I got it. I got it. It's the brand ain't around anymore. The Osox. Ah, uh, they never delivered for me. Those ones that came from Christian. Oh yeah. I mean, they they never did. I mean, I had such high because I remember that that Room One Hundred One Osox. Yeah. And it was like really uh, gonna be, you know, it was it was really good. Then he went off to to work with Christian, and I just thought those cigars were so generic and so um flat and i just couldn't there was nothing i could say positive about those cigars right yeah yeah um yeah that would probably that's probably the one that's that's at the top of my and the other one is is anything with Noel rojas just hasn't done it for me mm. Going yeah, back I've, had, to his, I've had some that are okay yeah i I just, yeah, I just really have had a tough time with those. I know a lot of people like the street tacos, but I'm going back to some of the Guayacan stuff even. Mm. Yeah, it just never, it never clicked for me. Yeah, it just never clicked for me. But yeah, Osak and those are the two. Okay. All right. Yeah, so that was, uh, that McInerney Flint Knoll was, like I said, that was the inspiration Bear kind of asked that question in the middle of the show, and he was kind of he had smoked the Flint Knoll, and he kind of thought we were going to like it. Okay. Um, you haven't smoked it, have you? I have not. Yeah, it's interesting. I'll, it's an, it's an, check it out. It's an interesting smoke. Like I said, uh, you know, it was very uh, like it was. We were all very high on that Churchill hmm. with that. Okay. So, uh, all right. Oh, we're at the end of the show for tonight. So, uh, anything else we want to hit before we, we go? No, I don't think so. All right. Um, next week, um, we are doing uh, jukebox on Monday. We're going to be doing last last songs on an album. It's going to be the we did first songs on an album a few weeks ago. Now we're going to do last songs on the album. So we'll have that on Monday. And then as far as next week, primetime two sixty eight, still to be determined, but. The remainder of the shows are all now slated going into PCA. So, mm -hmm. and I'll announce 
the following week uh, soon. So I'm not going to announce that yet, but right. yeah. All right. Again, uh, Aaron, thanks again for making it. I do, yep, you know, I do, you're a trooper. I appreciate it. I know it's a long day. Yeah. And thanks to Jason Wood as well. Thanks to our audience. Uh, that's going to wrap up primetime episode 267 into the annals of history. And we are still on Thursday, May 11th, 2023. We'll see everybody next time. Take care, everybody. Be safe. See, see you guys.